I'm the leader. I'm uh, some sort of rock type creature, but you know, I'm friendly. Don't need to fear me unless you're scissors. Huh? Just a little rock, paper, scissors joke for you there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 64. This episode 206 we talk about breaking up is hard to do. We get full frontal venom. And where in the world is Anton Duong? I'm Al Flores. And I'm Anton Duong. Your mic is way, really off. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I got. I got to bring it closer. I just All right, go. what's up? All right, Anton, how's your week been? Uh, it's been a crazy two weeks. I mean, we we're supposed to have an episode that came out last week, and uh, we just never got around to it. I mean. I was in California. I, I was in Calabasas for a meeting, and then uh, afterwards, I went down to OC for probably only like a day, and then I head over to Las Vegas for a trade show. So I was pretty much over there until Wednesday of this week, and then yeah, uh, landed a couple hours later. Uh, Julie's cousins came over, so I had to pick him up and. Uh, yeah, we hung out for a couple days now, so um, they're gonna be here till next Wednesday. So it's gonna be a whole entire week. We did try to set up our schedules, but I just every time you were available for like that that slim window, I wasn't available, yeah. and then just kept going back and forth. So yeah, it's crazy. Uh, life happens. Yeah, it's fine. We've done two specials, so I mean, extra episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, not bad. Yeah, yeah. Over over a year, and we this is our first time we missed a week. I know, and uh, this is our first time actually live streaming this stuff, so uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see who joins us, because it's still early morning. <laughs> I know, I know. Usually, uh, we record every Thursday, probably around like uh, 8 or 9 o'clock Eastern time, so that's about 6 or 7 o'clock California time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll see how this goes. Uh, all right, let's just let's go ahead and start, Anton. Um so you had your little adventure. I didn't do much, except last week I did do a boot camp. Yeah. And that kicked my ass. It was a it was a boot camp for a fundraiser for one of my coworkers. Uh-huh. Uh, one of her friends uh, passed away. So they're doing like different types of fundraisers. And that one I decided to go because it just, it was a good, it was a good theme. It was, this is a workout to help out. Mm-hmm. And pretty much a, one of their personal trainers uh, did a free session and everybody just whatever money they would have paid for the session just went as a full donation. Aha, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I liked it, but oh my god, dude, it kicked my butt. Like I think it was only an hour, but halfway through, I I already wanted to throw up. <laughs> what was the hardest obstacle that they had for that? It wasn't so much an obstacle. It was just the it, the vocal, the workouts were just so focused and. Mm-hmm. The ones that killed me the most were the leg ones. So they had like a, a little mini sled with weights on it, mm-hmm. but you were on your hands and knees, and as you're pushing it, you're kind of leapfrogging. You're kind of pushing like a oh frog. Oh my leg. god! So basically, you're using muscles that you haven't used before in your life. <laughs> I I have because I have, yeah, but not it, that focused. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, uh, there are certain movements where there, certain muscles in your body aren't used that often, unless you're doing something like a sled or. Uh, some type of uh, uh, position that you're in. Right. Like, I go running at least mm-hmm. two or three times a week. I do mm-hmm. two miles. So, like, it's not my legs are not strong. It's just that was very focused. Um, we <laughs> did some upper body, but the upper body didn't hurt me as much. It just, 
I think it was a level of intensity and how uh, targeted the workouts were that got to me. But yeah, it was fun though. Yeah. I was feeling yeah, it for like three days. Crazy. Hey, um, so uh, after all that, actually, um, for me going to California, I stayed at the Four Seasons, and I'm thinking about getting soft water. Have you ever showered with soft water? Oh, the uh, those like treatment filters that you can install for your home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, no, but remember our old friend um, Diego Al- Alberhan. He had it. Oh yeah. Why does he have all the cool stuff? <laughs> well, okay, okay. So, so what I remember was he got it installed, and it's like a filter for people that don't, don't know what it is. It's a filter that you install into your house's uh, main water line, yeah. and it just filters out all the minerals out. So it's almost like you're you're showering and washing dishes and doing all stuff with uh, distilled water. Yeah, you can even drink from it. Too. Yeah, like, you can drink straight from, from the tap. tap water. Yeah, yeah. Uh, remember, I think he paid like four thousand at the time, which was like what almost mm-hmm. almost ten years ago, and yeah. he had like unlimited. They gave him a lifetime of uh, like uh, laundry detergent and hand soap. Oh, that was part of the deal at the time. It seems stupid, but now it seems like a good deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds like a really good deal. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm thinking about getting it soon. I had I had some guy uh, come over and give me an estimate, mm-hmm. and it was around uh, almost four grand. So that that's about right, and I, I I did the the one from Costco because they give you like four hundred dollars back, and plus they give you uh, a, a rebate, so an extra two hundred dollars, so six hundred dollars off total, so it comes out to be like three thousand four hundred something. Is the four hundred like the, <laughs> the reward you get back, or excuse me? Sorry. Uh yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. pretty much. That's not bad. And yeah, yeah. So, anyways, I, I was at the Four Seasons, and it seems like they filled. Filtered the whole entire resort. So, yeah, it's crazy. I was showering, and I'm like, oh, my God, I can't get this soap off of me. But it's not soap. It's just it's just no, nothing sticking to you. Yeah, nothing sticking to me. Yeah. It's just that's how the water is. And it's insane because uh, after you're done showering, you feel like your skin is really hydrated. And every time I go wash my hands... It feels like I have I still have soap on my hands, but it feels good because it's uh it's kind of like lotion. Yeah, that, so that, that's that's, a, that's kind of what Diego uh, described it as. It's it just feels a new level of uh, softness. Yeah, and I barely <laughs> got any shampoo. Usually, I, I I go through like two pumps. Like I, I do the first <laughs> pump first, but dude, I only did one pump of like uh, shampoo, and it's lathering all over the place. You know, so. you know how hard it is for me not to like automatically say the two pump chump uh, choke there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, uh, yeah, it, it's pretty awesome, and uh, I think because of that, I'm I'm really on the whole bandwagon of uh, filtering water in my house. Because right now it's so bad. I, the, the when the guy came did the test, you can totally see like the two tubes, mm-hmm. and one of them is ridiculously cloudy and couldn't see anything, and then one is uh, super clear, which is the filtration water that they compared it to. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm getting uh, filtration <laughs> water soon. <laughs> you damn, you damn hipster. Yeah. All right, Anton, do uh, you want to get to our first segment? Yeah, let's get into our show. So first off, in news, uh, Mattel laying off twenty two hundred dollars, twenty two hundred, twenty two hundred people, 
in mm. their facilities. And they're blaming the closure of Toys R Us as for the for the declined profits for Q1. Wow. When you first said Mattel um, firing a bunch of people or laying off a bunch of people, that's the first thing that came to mind. Yeah. But I mean, I don't I don't blame them. I mean, that's a big market that they're losing. It is, but it, mm-hmm. it happened late Q, quarter one. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't finish closing down the stores until just recently. So I, I think they're a little premature in blaming that as a, maybe just like a corporate thing. Like they just want to like blame something other than themselves. I think maybe it is uh, like kind of it, it needed that time to actually hit them. Maybe. Because uh, uh, during the first quarter is when when Toys R Us announced it. And it took them a while to decline. I think it's around the second quarter is when they were like, okay, we're in trouble. We've got to lay off some people. So this is just to start then? I, I think they I think they thought about it during the second quarter. And then after the third quarter, which is August. Yeah, but as big as Mattel is, 2,200 people... That's only about a quarter of their workforce. So it's a big hit. It's not just like a, a small percentage. Um, just to give people an idea of how many properties they have. Uh, Hot Wheels, Matchbox, Imaginex, the DC licensing, uh, Fisher-Price, mm-hmm. Mega Blocks, Power Wheels, uh, Thomas the Train, Uno, Mad, Mad Gab. Uh, they also have the licenses for, uh, let's see here, Barbie, of course, the biggest one. Yep, Barbie. Uh, Jurassic World, WWF, or just wrestling in general. Those figures sold yeah. a lot when I was in the, mm-hmm. when I worked at the KB Toys at the mall. Uh, well, cars. you have to think about it now too, because a lot of kids nowadays, what do they ask for? They ask for iPads yeah. and Xboxes and PS4s. Not a whole lot of toys, as as much as you know, you you would think. Yeah, but I I think they're starting to slowly go back on that. Like I, I think yeah. parents are starting to realize that video games, like just like video entertainment, is uh is getting very dangerous. Mm-hmm. So I do hear more parents saying like they're trying to go for the physical toys, um, both mm-hmm. because there are studies coming out saying that uh, kids are losing their ability to develop proper handwriting skills because they're not coloring, they're not like yeah. drawing as much. Yeah, so that's the crazy thing, though. A lot of these toys are interactive with like uh, electronics. Mm-hmm. Like they they came out with some of the uh, games like um, Skylanders that you really need an iPad or iPhone yeah. to link up your characters, and then they have that uh, new thing by Disney. I think it's called Playmation. Okay. It, it, there are they are starting to bundle up a lot of stuff together, so yeah, I can see that being a problem too. Parents are just kind of like, nope, we're not going into that. We're not buying this one thing because we're going to end up having to pay another yeah. extra five hundred just to set everything up. What happened to back in the days when we played with pet rocks? You know, <laughs> uh, I don't think I ever had a pet rock. <laughs> That's all you, bro. Yeah. All right, on uh, all right. S- second bit of news. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is more personal. I am uh, gonna cancel my movie pass. 
Oh wow! Okay, they uh, <laughs> yeah. they okay. So the la- this past week, uh, last Thursday, and also this most recent Sunday, they mm-hmm. had apparently blackouts. The system went Major down. blackouts. Yeah, so yeah. a lot of people are thinking it's because the funding is starting to dry out and they owe money. Mm-hmm. Um, MoviePass sent out a couple of emails trying to tell people, "Oh, it's fixed now. We're good." There's a few hiccups. They weren't really saying what caused it, mm-hmm. but everybody's kind of like, "Nope, their funding's running out." Yeah, I think they didn't have any money in in their account, and uh, that that is probably what caused the whole thing. Yeah, but I heard that they got lo- a loan from somebody to refund their account. Yeah, but it's still it's still an issue though because the surge pricing is still annoying as hell. I still can't. Mm-hmm. I still haven't gone to the movie since uh, they implemented it. Uh, yeah, then they add, sure. then they started doing uh, blacking out new releases. Mm-hmm. So uh, I haven't seen Mission Impossible because of that. Yeah. Um, so so I, I think the A list is good, but the only problem about that one is the closest AMC theater to you would be the one at the block. Uh, there is one by my work uh, at the district. Mm-hmm. So that is on my yeah. way home. So I can always like stop by after work, or whatever, and just catch a movie or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm I'm sticking to the A list, and mm-hmm. I think the only reason why I still have the move pass is I already paid for the whole entire year, mm-hmm. and I think it ends probably in uh, two months. So, so you'll see where they're hopefully, at. Hopefully, yeah, I'll see where they're at. I mean, I still use both of them. Like when my cousins when they want to go see a movie at uh, one of the smaller theaters. Or uh, one of the theaters that isn't a, uh, an AMC, yeah. Then I'll probably use the movie pass. But if I have time, I would just go straight to AMC. I mean, if you can even use the movie pass, if you you know try to use it, <laughs> yeah. Both, both because yeah. Of, both because the card could be declined, and also because of the surge pricing or or yeah. blocking out the the new releases. Yeah, but I I think movie pass has to do something about it because. I think they're really messing up the system now. Well, and they're also going to increase their price. Uh, things go up to fifteen dollars a month. Wow. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, at fifteen dollars, I might as well just switch to a list, pay an extra five bucks, um, get my pretty much unlimited movies because I'm not going to go three times a week. Yeah, and you can finally go watch uh, IMAX. Movies. Yeah, like IMAX movies. <laughs> so it just seems like worth the yeah. upgrade. So I'm going to be canceling mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, All right. That was so for. Yeah, so for other news, well, Universal acquired some of the land in Orlando, and they're going to build a fourth park. This is insane. I don't even know where else they're going to build, but they acquired some land somewhere on the property. Oh, I'm trying to think of the layout. Yeah, the, the layout's going to be insane. I, I, I really have no clue. But tell you what, the fourth park is going to be named... Fantasy Worlds. Okay, they're getting too Disney-ish. And the reason why I think they're doing Fantasy Worlds is I think they're trying to continue expanding the Harry Potter stuff, but yeah. with a bunch of other things too. I think the, the what they're trying to build is Ministry of Magic, which will have like um, the Fantastic Beasts stuff, mm-hmm. as well as uh, other properties in the future too. Well, Not a whole lot of details on it. It's just a bunch of people that um, 
uh, saw that they patented the name or they trademarked the name. And that's what triggered everybody to say, okay, this is what's going on right now. Because that's the same thing that they did with Volcano Bay. I think that's probably one of the best water parks, by the way. So, hmm. Yeah. So that's pretty much the news for that. Well, I'm just trying to think how... Because they have to connect it to Harry Potter. You can't yeah, have... You can't have fantasy world. Yeah, you can't have fantasy world that without sense. that. Um, but so I'm trying to figure out where or how they can integrate it, like make an entrance. Kind of yeah. like, like the train. Yeah. So, or maybe the train would just make two stops. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I went to Universal Orlando yesterday and uh, on the island of Adventure side where the Hogsmeade is. Yeah. You remember that uh, dragon coaster? Mm. The two coasters that was uh, uh, that they don't have in California, but they have at this location. Oh yeah, at yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You were telling yeah. me to go to go because I can't yeah. remember else. Yeah, yeah. So basically, they tore the whole thing down, mm. and they're building a new ride. Uh, and when you pass by it, you s- you could see the layout of the whole entire ride. And I think someone did a mock up of of exactly all of the. The railings and everything of the new ride. And I think, yeah, of the new ride. So okay. I think it's gonna be indoors and outdoors. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it takes you into the enchanted forest. So I think that's really cool. Okay, that'd be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because every mm-hmm. all the rides and attractions are indoors. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. the Hogwarts Castle, the the Bank Vault. Yeah, everything. Green you're, Gots. Yeah, Green Gods. You're in. You're indoors. So that'd be cool to add a little adventure part of it mm-hmm. yeah all right on uh any more news nope let's get into tv all right so starting off with tv uh i used to love this show and i don't know if you ever saw it. i do too did did you watch uh where in the world is carmen san diego in, on pbs yes Yes, yes, I love that show, Gumshoe. Yes. So, did you did you like the game show or did you like the cartoon more? I like both, to tell you the truth. I I, I really enjoy both because you're learning a lot of things about geography. Yeah, I know. And <laughs> yeah. I I I can maybe get one answer right when I was like watching yeah. it. Uh, so they're gonna be rebooting <clears throat> it. Netflix has well, the old news is that Netflix has uh ordered twenty episodes for an animated series. Mm-hmm. Uh, starring uh, what's her name, Jane the Virgin's uh, Gina Rodriguez, oh, to be voicing okay. her. The latest cool. news is that they're also going to do a live action movie starring Gina Rodriguez. Oh, that is awesome! <laughs> Both of them are scheduled to come out uh, twenty nineteen, so next year. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if they're tied together somehow. So is it going to be a movie? theater release or is it going to be a netflix movie release i think netflix is netflix going to hold on to it so it's going to be a netflix uh i think so yeah Mm -hmm. okay so i'm I'm excited for it i know i'm i I like it she's a great actress you know what i didn't realize it was her in annihilation because she Mm -hmm. in in annihilation she's a very like kind of like tomboyish uh woman so it and she has like a weird haircut so i don't remember she looks yeah. familiar but i didn't i didn't put it together until i saw uh so they the did a really person. good job of making her look like totally different 
in which she is. Yeah, exactly. Well, it, it, the face is the same, but the body, the body and the hair are look different or unrecognizable. Yeah. So if you want to change your the way you look, just change your hair, and then oh no, I'll just clothes, I'll just pull a Superman, put on glasses. <laughs> yeah, just pull a Superman. I'm I just gonna put on glasses right now. Exactly. All right, I'm Clark Kent. <laughs> Boom. All right, problem solved. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I like I got my transition ones on. Uh, yeah. So next one is going to be actually speaking of Netflix. I checked out Eliza Schling uh, Schling Schlesinger. I can't even say her name now. Schlesinger. Schlesinger. There we go. Yeah. Uh, their new special, Elder Millennial, dude, it is freaking hilarious. I have never checked out her comedy before. I think I've seen like clips, mm-hmm. but I've never seen a full special. Hers is hilarious, dude. It. I would say it is, say, 7% relatable, because a lot of it is, like, the woman's perspective, mm-hmm. but the the way she talks about relationships is hilarious. Uh, her comedic timing is perfect. Like, she she will drop in random sounds and voices flawlessly, and she also knows when to just walk away from a joke. So, uh, <clears throat> what does she reference to when she comes up with the uh, jokes? Uh, she reference well in this special. She's referencing a lot about the the uh, called generational differences uh, mm-hmm. between millennials and Gen Xers because she mm-hmm. is right in the middle. So mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, like guess what? Like uh, as a millennial, and everybody kind of like gives a gas, like yeah, that's right, I'm a millennial. I'm thirty five. I was born in 1983, so I am at the beginning of the millennial stages. Suck it. <laughs> that, that, that does not count. It has to be the 2000s. No, that's like, right. Yeah. No, that's right. Oh, yeah. Okay, so 85, right? Right, right. You're confusing. 80, yeah, no, yeah. Uh, 83, I think it used to be 85. 83 to, I think, uh, mid-90s are the okay. millennials. Anybody that was old enough to remember uh, 9-11. Okay. That was the yeah. that that was like the, I guess the the, the major impact that would define the, that generation. Mm-hmm. Uh. So yeah. Sure. So she so she jokes a lot about the <clears throat> age differences. Uh. Just about being relationships in general. It, it's 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 freaking hilarious, dude. I, I think you and your fiance Julie should watch this together. Just yeah. to, just we'll to probably see. check it out for yeah. sure. Yeah. All right. Uh. So that's it for TV. Is there anything else, or you want to move on to movies? No, let's move on to movies. All right, box office. Uh, this week we had. Whoops, wrong one. Uh, we had Winnie the Pooh and Mission Impossible facing off. Mission Impossible, the thing's going on to its second weekend. But it's uh it's picked up a lot of fuel. <clears throat> I didn't even know uh, Winnie the Pooh came out this week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for some reason, my computer's lagging right now. Come on. All right. Uh, so it looks like weekend estimates are showing Mission Impossible beating uh, Winnie the Pooh and The Spy Who Dumped Me. Uh, Mission Impossible has thirty-five million. Christopher Robin has twenty. 25 million and Spike Who Dumped Me has 12 million. I think they did a lot of uh, PR work for Spy Who Dumped Me 
But I don't think the movie's going to do that well. No, I heard a lot of uh, bad reviews. Uh, one of which is saying that uh, Kate McKinnon is pretty much car- uh-huh. carrying the entire movie on her shoulders. Yeah, it, it sounds about right because uh, I think she's such a great comedian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's great at playing off like those like playing off. Uh, I don't know what the term is. Uh, I guess the straight man in the in the comedy. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. she she's playing normal but passively being hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I love her SNL sketches. Oh yeah, especially when uh she think, was, when she was doing Hillary Clinton. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite one that uh she does every now and then is that lady that uh, gets uh, uh taken into a spaceship and probed. Oh my god, I haven't seen that one. Dude, it is freaking hilarious. Everybody is cracking up. Is that recent? And she's a, yeah. Um, I think. She had probably about three or four different ones already with different actors. Okay. And, dude, it is freaking hilarious. Like, everybody's cracking up except her. And everything that comes out of her mouth is, like, ridiculous. Um, <laughs> all, like, I think, uh, who else was in there? I think uh, some of the castmates couldn't stop laughing. They couldn't get back into character. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I, I got to show it to you. No, I I have the SNL app. I can pull it up. I'll just look at um, I need. To, I'll put it up after we finish recording. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, it's. I heard the story, and the story and the directing is meh. Mm-hmm. So it's all Kate McKinnon, which is sad because I like Mila Kunis. I think she's funny. I think she's a good actress, but. Mm. I I think the first breakout for us seeing her on TV on on not TV. Uh, movies was uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah. And I thought she was great in that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has a sarc- sarcastic humor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Uh, I don't know. I I still haven't decided if I'm going to watch Chris or Robin yet. Mm-hmm. It seems very slow-paced. I I liked Winnie the Pooh when I was little, but I never really got, got into, into it. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I wasn't really uh, there to uh, poo the weenie, so terrible it's terrible <laughs> <laughs> i have to put that in uh, somewhere i do i when, once i sign up for a list i will check out mission impossible uh fallout just the fight scenes look amazing yeah and, i mean most of the stunts are real well yeah i mean especially the tom cruise one speaking of which yeah. is the one where he jumps from the building is that the one he got hurt on yeah like that he shut down he, production for like half a year yeah <laughs> I he broke w- his ankle. I yeah, I know, but he's, he, he, he kept finished running. Scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how he, he he hurt himself and he finished the scene. I like the the clip that they showed. That yeah, he just co- like they yell cut, and as soon as they yell cut, he just collapses, and everybody's <laughs> like wondering what the hell happened. That's when they found out. Yeah. Um, no, which that kind of adds another level of humor to that's right before he jumps. When, uh, what's his name? I, I just think it's great PR. <laughs> it, it's great marketing. Oh, uh, sacrifice you your know. ankles for great marketing? Yeah. Oh, God. Because, I mean, everybody wants to uh, see the movie because, you know, they, they want to see that scene. That's true. I, uh, yeah. I'm, and I'm happy. They left that scene in there. <laughs> and I'm kind of happy that they left it in the, uh, in the movie. The like the, the, tra- the trailer, trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. No, but yeah, like that that first part before he jumps, where Simon Pegg is giving him a countdown, 
Like, alright, three, two, one, jump! Why don't you jump? And Tom Cruise like, I'm, tr- I'm about to jump from a building. Can I have a second? <laughs> it's like, all right, all right. So that kind of adds on a level of humor because he does get himself hurt. Yeah. I, I really like that they added Simon Pegg to the cast uh, for the past couple of movies. Like, he, he really adds another dimension to it. He does. Oh, and he's in every single, uh, like, pop culture movie now. Like, Simon Pegg is pretty much kind of like the... Um, okay. The Stan Lee of cameos. So he just miss- he's, in- he's missing Star yeah. Wars then. No, no, he's in Star Wars too. What's he Star Wars? He's in Star Wars. Uh, I'll tell you in a second. So he's in Star Wars. He's in Mission Impossible. He's in Star Trek. Yeah. And uh, uh, a couple of other TV shows and stuff too. Like he just shows up, pops up every everywhere. Oh, he's in um, Ready Player One, which is playing upstairs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh wait, are you are you on the first floor or second floor? I, I am in pretty much a closet, kind of like a storage closet downstairs at, on the first floor. Okay. And then on second floor, people are, are watching uh, Ready Player One right now. So okay. they haven't seen it yet. So, so. you're keeping the gym equipment uh, company? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, if I turn the camera around, you'll probably see, like, uh, I just have a bunch of boxes here, Christmas stuff. It's just storage. All storage. <laughs> Look, yeah. you're hiding from your family. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, a great place to hide. <laughs> you know, this is where right. I, this is where I come to cry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, I talk. Uh, so mm-hmm. the other part for movies that I was kind of surprised about, and um, I, I had to pull it up before we started recording. As I was updating the our summer movie draft, the numbers, I noticed something. So mm-hmm. between Ant Man, Marvel, and Star Wars or Solo, a Star Wars story, which one do you think would have made more money? Uh, I think Ant-Man would make more money. Solo made more. I know, that's that's crazy. <laughs> so I, I thought Ant-Man was going to make more because it's a Marvel property and uh, Marvel makes good money. Well, not just you know? that, but like Solo had a good opening weekend. But after mm-hmm. that weekend, it came crashing down because of the bad reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ant-Man had a strong weekend, and it continued on that way. Mm-hmm. So it's just weird. So but only at a steady pace. Steady pace, yeah. So yeah. I locked Solo after 30 days at $201 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ant-Man, which I had to pull up before we started recording, finished the 30-day mark at $193 million. Wow. Seven thousand dollars. I mean, seven million. Yeah, shot. like a little, little over yeah. seven million. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's crazy. Yeah. Right. For all the mm-hmm. solo haters, like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Not my solo. Hashtag. Oh, jeez, I hated that. <laughs> yeah. See that everywhere. Yeah. Not my Han. Not my solo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those freaking freaking petty Star Wars nerds. <laughs> Alright, so, other than that, what do you think about the new Venom trailer? It is so dark. Oh, this is what I wanted. This is what I wanted to see. The, I mean, the teaser yeah. they released a couple weeks ago, that one was good. Yeah. But we, I, it made me question how much of Venom are we actually going to see in the movie. Yeah. This one, I think this is a good mix of, like, yeah. uh, Venom and Tom Hardy. And also, it looks amazing. Like, for, for being, like, it, comes, yeah. it comes out in October, right? Yeah, it comes out in October, and I think 
Dude, this is probably one of the best adaptations of Venom. I like, I remember like I remember playing uh, uh Capcom versus uh um Marvel. Yeah. And the animations for Venom is so fluid, is so cool, and all the move like where he just like uh just goes into like a goop and then comes back up and just attacks people. Yeah, yeah. I think this is pretty freaking awesome. So awesome. Yeah. So, I I think the the thing in the trailer that has me hooked the most is just seeing the the suit come on. The venom, like, mm-hmm. like you see, like the, the te- it almost looks like Venom's eating his head as it's uh, as it's putting the mask on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the the graphics look great, especially yeah. for being two two to three months out. That still looks I, good. I do have one question though. Um, what do you, you know how? What <laughs> else? Uh, you know how like uh, Venom eats people? Yeah. Does Tom Hardy eat him what? too? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, where, no. where does it go? <laughs> I know that's that's something I have to ask uh, Josiah or something because I I know that, I'm curious about that too. Yeah, if Venom eats, does Tom Hardy eat? <laughs> um, but Nutrients. okay, one thing I couldn't get past is uh, Tom Hardy talking, especially the, the very first line of the trailer. I mm. I just I, it felt too close to hearing Bane talk. <laughs> Yeah, you, you kind of hear that, uh, that like, yeah. Yeah, like somebody has to put a filter on to like do a little high pitch tone to it with like muffled. Yeah, well, at least he has a uh, a regular American accent instead True. of an English one. So he's English. I think yeah, he's Australian. I don't know. No, he's English. We all have a dark side, Anton. Uh, uh let's see. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't walk away from that one. Yeah. Uh, no, but All okay. Right. So part of the mystery that's still showing. So Jenny Slate, um, very funny actress. She her her role is still not defined. But you see her in the trailer. She they think they bump into each other at a like, like, say quickie mark at a liquor store or something like that. Convenience store. I th- I, I I thought she got fired from SNL, but I think she quietly got fired. Yeah, but at the same time, she she has enough roles though. She's doing a lot of voice acting. Yeah, she's, she's doing, doing really good for for you know being on her own. Yeah, so, uh, yeah props for that. How was the other one she was in? Oh, I'm blanking out. Is it Parks and Rec? She plays uh, Aziz Ansari's like friend's cousin, or if it was. Uh, oh, it, it's in the no 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 Parks and Rec. Um, I think it's in um. Uh, it's a Netflix show with Aziz. No, no, it's not Master of None. No? No, it's more of a comedy side. I can't remember her role. Mm. Anyways, so her role's still not defined, but we know she's in it. The other one, mm-hmm. Woody Harrelson, we still don't know what, what he's going to play, and we did not see him in the trailer. Mm-hmm. I don't know a lot about Venom mythology. My only hope is, since he's a big actor and a great actor, is that he's going to be Carnage. Okay. Wow. Like I, uh, I, 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 I didn't think that would they they would show Carnage until probably n- at the end of the movie. Well, yeah, but either either way though, I, I'd be fine. Mm-hmm. I'd be fine if if Woody Harrelson just or like if Woody Harrelson was in the movie, and at the end, say an after scene credit or I mean after credit scene, 
or at the just end of the movie itself, mm-hmm. somehow he became Carnage to like, you know, tease a third movie or a second movie. I'd mm-hmm. be fine with that. Just Woody Harrelson's yeah. Carnage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. So let's uh, look forward to that. Uh, it comes out in October. Yep. I'll so be watching it with my A-list. AMC A-list. <laughs> Uh, so the next one, it's more, it's not really news. I just want to get your thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. So last episode, which was two weeks ago, uh, you asked me about the firing of James Gunn. James Gunn. Um, I had to chop that out because I, after listening to it, I was just babbling. <laughs> 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 and like, I could tell like from your responses that you were just trying to go like, okay, I don't know where to go with this, Anton, or, uh, Alan. Like, <laughs> Like you were trying to, you were trying to guide me or like try to like keep keep my thoughts straight, but yeah, it just yeah. It didn't work out. So, anyways, so James Gunn was fired. The Guardians cast has sent out an apology letter, not apology letter, uh, a letter, open letter defending James Gunn. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The, and they all signed it. They all, which is great. Yeah, they yeah, all signed I mean, it. They they all said you know they didn't really take it personally even though you know it, it's something that uh, he said himself on, on on Twitter, but at the end of the day he's a human being and he knows better mm-hmm. today. Like I, I mean, if he wasn't the person that he is, he wouldn't be able to make these last two movies as good as it is. Right. So the part the part of the letter that 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 got me hooked. And it can be said for a lot of like the most recent accusations. Uh, Aziz Ansari, uh, Chris Hardwick, and now James Gunn. And it says, uh, there is little due process in the court of public opinion. Uh, James James is likely not the last, person, last good person to be put on trial, given the growing political divide in this country. It's safe to say instances like this will continue, although we hope Americans from across the political spectrum can ease up on the character assassinations and stop weaponizing mob mentality. And it's true. I mean, right now, you can there can be an accusation with a hashtag me too, and people take it as truth. Um, it happened with Chris Hardwick. The the his ex wife came out um, accusing him of abuse and rape uh, everybody just automatically attacked him and didn't really question it like I, I was on Twitter asking like well I heard I heard the accusation but what proof well she says she has proof but women like, like why should she why would she lie mm-hmm. and like, I think in the spur of the moment she probably got really mad and just trying mm-hmm. to put no, well, in, pressure on somebody else. In in that case, I think she she didn't mean it to get as big as it did. But once it did, mm-hmm. she couldn't really step down away from it. But anyways, mm-hmm. um, that's a different conversation. But I mean, talking about James Gunn, uh, same thing. Like it's there. There's the this came out, and people already trying to uh, defame him. Yeah. So I I, I heard. How it originated was uh, a bunch of people just uh, came together and just uh, did some digging and just really pushed it. They pushed it oh. all over social media, and that's how it started. Oh, much more than digging. They they 
I mean, dug deep on this one because they apparently that tweet was already deleted. Yeah. So there's a I guess there's a way to search deleted tweets if like by just adding a certain term or uh, mm-hmm. text to the, your search and it'll, it'll go through the archives. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I just I think it's funny when I was reading this on Chris Pratt's Instagram, one of the f- people that commented said. Uh, Chris, I can't believe you would defend a cra- uh, uh, an a-hole like this. I expected better from you. Stuff like that. Like, they're like, oh, James Gunn is a a-hole, blah, blah. You guys don't know him. And then somebody immediately responds saying, I'm sorry. Like, I'd rather believe people that have worked with a guy for years than some random person on Instagram that has never met the guy and it's just going based off uh, what they hear. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it just it it is a weird situation. I haven't heard anything from Disney. I don't know if you have of them addressing it beyond them. Disney's just keeping it quiet because uh, I mean it's all internal. They're not gonna say anything, right? So, which brings me to what I was gonna ask you here. Right now, even though fans want James Gunn back behind the steering wheel of Guardians, there is a top contender by fans of who they want oh, to replace I him. I think I know who. I who? think I know who. Who is it? Ta- Taika Waititi. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean... We're a big fan of that. I mean, as much as like James Gunn, this this could be a good replacement because, I mean, Thor Ragnarok had that Guardian sense of humor. Yeah, and it had that scene at the very end, and that was directed by Taika Waititi. Yeah, we got run over. Spoilers. Yeah, I, I, I really do think that, uh, hey, maybe at D23 this August, they're going to come out and say, hey, James Gunn it's is August. back, you know? Oh, wait. Is it, is it in Orlando this year? Uh, I don't know where it is, but I know it's coming up very okay. soon. Yeah, because the one here on Anaheim doesn't come up until next year. Tickets go on sale in August, but... Oh, I'm sorry. They changed the date now, right? It's uh, Last time you went was in May. May or June? Uh, I think it was June, mm-hmm. but it's every two years, so mm-hmm. they're skipping this year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I kind of want him. I kind of want him in there, but only if he brings back a Korg <laughs> or makes a Korg like character. Yeah, I, I thought that was such a cool character. <laughs> yeah. Because like he, oh. he's he's. Directing the movie, and he's playing that character in the movie, and it's just hilarious. Like, hi, I'm Korg, I'm the leader, I'm a some sort of rock-type creature, but, you know, I'm friendly. Yeah. Don't need to fear me, unless you're scissors. <laughs> ah, just a little rock, paper, scissors joke for you there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah was, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think that, given, I mean, best the best chances here, or best chances, the best outcome here, I think, is James Gunn getting Guardians back under his belt. Yeah. Uh, failing that, I think uh, Taika would be a really good replacement. Mm-hmm. All right. So in other movie news, uh, Crazy Rich Asian says no to a big paycheck. And I, th- uh, I, I what happened was Netflix paid, or, or in negotiations, that they were going to pay a big amount of money for Crazy Rich Asians. And... I think uh, the director, producers, and all of the actors, they said no. 
And the reason why they said no is they want to have this movie uh, imp- give a big impact to where an all uh, Asian cast movie mm-hmm. would be a big hit in the movie theater instead of on Netflix. So Okay, so th- so Netflix was, was offering money to pull it from theaters before it comes out and make it a Netflix ex- exclusive? Yeah, yeah, because, you know, Netflix is trying to buy every single uh, movie yeah. that they think it's going to uh, be a big hit. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh yeah. Like uh Cloverfield. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think this is gonna be uh making uh pretty good money. And the reason why is I think there are a lot of fans of this book and there it's a trilogy. So if this movie does really well, there's gonna be another two that will follow it too. So. I don't know. It was, I don't know. It was a series. Yeah. I thought it was just one book. It's a series. I, I didn't even know. Uh, I, I I know that there's three books total, uh, but mm-hmm. I didn't know that they were linked. So the first one is about um, um, crazy rich Asians. It's kind of like an introduction to uh, you know different families. Asian culture. Yeah, the Asian culture. And then the yeah. second one is about uh, uh, Hong Kong uh, business in Hong Kong. And then I think the third one is the whole. Chinese Empire. Um, I don't want to tell you so much about it. <laughs> uh, I think the Chinese Empire thing kind of freaked me out there. Yeah, because uh, all of the stuff that that happens in in the world nowadays is basically just uh, old China money. Like uh, Vegas is owned by like seventy five percent of uh, Chinese gentlemen's in China. I yeah. did hear that, mm-hmm. and that surprised me because my first thought would have been uh, Middle Eastern. Yeah, Middle Eastern. I thought. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I thought like it'd be oil money to be running Vegas, but mm-hmm. no, I guess not. Yeah, and also you know in Irvine, uh, most of the properties are owned by Taiwanese Chinese. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of Chinese property companies. Mm-hmm. All right, but other than that, I'm really happy that they said no to that big paycheck and just went straight to the movie theater to uh, show this movie. So, which is a gamble, but I see what they're doing though. Like it does. It would be symbolically a big hit, mm-hmm. just to say, like you know, that it, it, all all Asian, authentically Asian cast can, can make a hit. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I get that. All right, Anton. So last bit of of uh, movie topics here. I checked out the new Netflix movie Extinction. Ooh. Okay. Tell me about that. So that one is starring. So that one's starring Michael Pena. Uh, Lizzie Kaplan, and just like a few like other characters or something. So okay, before going further, do you consider Michael Pena A list or B list? I think he is a B list actor. Okay. Yeah. So I think uh, Lizzie Kaplan, as much as I like Lizzie Kaplan, think the same along the same lines, but still a good cast overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie it started off a little slow. I thought it was going to be. Uh, really predictable mm-hmm. but it threw in some good some good uh, twist to me so the whole premise is uh this guy is going about his day-to-day life and slowly starts getting flashes of an alien invasion mm-hmm. uh within half an hour it turns out it's, it's real so that like he everything all he all he started um vi- having visions about blacking out about and seeing he started seeing in real life so this is him trying to protect his family. His wife, who's played by Lizzie Kaplan, are trying to find out what's going on and get out of the city 
while the aliens are attacking. I don't want to give it a movie. <laughs> I kind of did. Uh-huh. Um, it felt a little. Oh, I can't. I can't even put like compare it because I, I can't compare it without spoiling it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it did feel the the alien tech in the okay. So in the moment, how would you, I would say how, it was kind of like how, Battle Los Angeles. Hmm. Okay. But how would you compare it to World of Worlds? Is it similar? Uh, not as wide scoped, mm-hmm. but I would say more action. Because War of the Worlds was a little, I'd say, as as big a production as it was, it wasn't that exciting. Yeah, it wasn't. It had exciting scenes, but not that many. So, um, but yeah, I would I would check out this movie. It's you have to see it the whole way through to understand and appreciate. All the little details they give you at the beginning. Yeah, so would this movie do well if it was in a movie theater? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'll be be honest. It wouldn't do well. Mm -hmm. I think Netflix is a perfect home for it right now. Uh Uh, Personally, I would give it a 2.5 out of 5. But it's it's worth watching. It's worth watching. It's worth worth watching until the end. Uh, It has a little bit of a Twilight Zone aspect to it. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's, I mean, it's good though. I liked it. Um, I kind of want to rewatch it just to kind of get those, get those uh, hints that they give you early on. Yeah. And see how they play out. It, it comes full circle. Well, <laughs> at the first major reveal, mm-hmm. I thought it was a, a bad, cheap production decision. Mm-hmm. And then as they go forward, they explain. I'm like, oh, okay, that's okay. So the, it might have been a cheap production decision. But they justified it in the story. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's cool. It gets really dark, though. All right, dude. I guess that wraps up this week's episode. All right, Anton. So if people want to continue supporting our A-list subscriptions, how can they do that? They can do that by going to our website at www.thetoc.com, and they can purchase some T-shirts, stickers, um, and whatnots from our store. And if there is anything that we talked about on the show that they would like to purchase on Amazon, they can click on any of our links uh, in, in our show notes or the banner. It gives us a little kickback. That's right. And they can also follow us on social media at the 2OC on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can send us an email to mail at the 2OC.com. Uh, don't forget to give us a thumbs up, five stars, or whatever app your podcast app you're listening to us on uh whatever the rating system is just to kind of help us get a little more exposure yeah yeah exposure get more listeners um i think that's it anything else anton uh nope that's uh let's uh close it out all right for the 2oc i'm alan flores and i'm anton duan all right later